This is Matthew Hester, Senior Pastor at Dominion Church. I want to thank you for joining us this week on the Dominion Church podcast experience. Our podcast aims to deliver truth from God's Word concerning His kingdom and your righteous identity as His beloved child. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and do share it with a friend. We pray that you are blessed, challenged, and changed by what you're about to hear. Thank you for joining us here at Dominion Church. It's the final Sunday of 2023. Can you believe it? Uh, man, it's been quite a year. I don't know how your year has been. Ours has been amazing. It's also been full of challenge. That is the tension of what each year seems to hold. Uh, what matters is how we go through it and understanding that the God who never leaves us or forsakes us is there in every moment. Uh, and uh, that really does make it all come into a fresh perspective. Uh, I want to encourage you to like and share this so that others can be blessed. If you're watching on YouTube, turn on those notifications. Uh, that our YouTube channel is at Dominion Church SC uh, so that you can get notified when we have new videos posting, which we try to do weekly. And then uh, it, maybe you're listening on our podcast experience, the Dominion Church podcast experience. We're so grateful that you're joining us. Do me a favor. We'd love for you to come and be a part of one of our corporate gatherings here at Dominion. We meet at the Maravan Center in Greenville, South Carolina, Suite C29, uh, and we meet at 1.30 on Sundays. We'd love for you to come be a part of one of our gatherings. Okay, well, so a lot of churches today are doing their Vision Sunday for 2024, and at the risk of sounding cliche, I'm going to do the same thing, and it's not because I necessarily feel forced to do it, but it's because I feel that in my spirit to do. I believe there's wisdom in sharing what we believe the Lord is speaking to us for a new year. Now, I'm not one of those, uh, it's kind of been a joke uh, in ministry. I don't seek the Lord for a word of the year. Um, I, I, don't, um, I don't sit around and say, man, if it rhymes good enough, that must be what the Spirit is saying. Uh, I really believe and I'm hoping that there's more and more of a shift coming to the church in those areas. But with that being said, I do have a word of the Lord for you for the year, but it's from a friend of mine. His name is Brian Orm. I would encourage you to go and follow him on Facebook if you don't. Uh, but man, I love this, and I thought, you know what? This is how I want to open our Vision Sunday. So open up your ears, open up your spirit, hear the word of the Lord. This is the prophetic word from the Lord for 2024. You will find God everywhere you look because He is everywhere and always moving. The more aware you become of your union with Christ, the less anxious you will feel and the more productive you will become. His kingdom will continue to advance as it does every moment in every sphere of society. If you focus on what is dark, your perspective will be darkened. If you focus on His light, your perspective will be enlightened. If you do the same things that are not producing positive outcomes, your life will continue to be the same. The church will continue to grow because Jesus is building His church. What you fill your mind with will shape the reality that you live in. 
Playing a victim still won't work in 2024. Think higher and live bigger. Wisdom will be available to those who take responsibility and elusive to those who expect others to take responsibility for their lack of commitment to a better version of themselves and the world around them. It will get brighter and brighter because heaven is invading earth in every season. There will be opportunities to multiply resources to bless the nations, advance the kingdom, and establish legacy if you pay attention to what is trending in the heavens versus what is trending in the world. Jesus will remain king. Solutions will manifest from heaven. Revelation will increase. Many more will come into the kingdom. That's the word of the Lord for 2024. Thank you, Brian, for that. I think that is worth its weight in gold. I really do. So what am I hearing from the Lord for dominion, for the vision of this local house? There's a few things I'm hearing. Number one is I'm hearing growth within the community. Now, when I first heard that, I said, Lord, that is going to be the first talking point of every church that's doing a Vision Sunday, is that they want to grow. And the Lord stopped me and said, well, you need to ask me what kind of growth. What kind of growth am I talking about? Okay, Lord, what kind of growth are you talking about? He said, I am wanting dominion to grow as deep as possible in 2024. I want to, you're going to grow as deep as possible. Your roots are going to grow as deeply as you'll allow them to grow. I'm reminded of the, the palm trees at the coast. It doesn't make sense the way they can withstand hurricanes and storms. But when you begin to dig underneath the surface of the ground and you see the tremendous root structure of those trees... So two, two defining marks of those types of trees is the root system that anchors them to something that is unseen at surface level, but also their ability to bend and sway under pressure. I said, well, Lord, okay, let's say we commit to that kind of growth. Can we have the other kind of growth as well? And he said, you expect that. Commit to growing deep. Expect to growing out. I'm just telling you what I heard from the Lord. Commit to growing deep. Expect to grow out. I, I've shared these verses. It's been a few years ago now. But man, these jumped right back up into my spirit. And I, I put them here in my notes. Luke 14, 16 through 24. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. 
The servant came back, reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out into the roads into the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. So there's a couple things there. Again, the Lord is challenging us, grow as deep as you're willing to grow deep and expect to grow out. What does the growing out look like? I'd say first and foremost, and this is going to sound as non-spiritual and practical as possible, but you know what? A lot of the great spiritual principles are amazingly practical. That's, that's, that's part of the revelation we get from Paul even when it comes to Christ indwelling in us. This is the mystery. Everyone's trying to preach new mysteries, and I'm trying to tell you this is it. Remember, You guys remember that. We preach with profound common sense, Christ. Nothing less, nothing more. So this is going to be profound. One of the first ways that we grow deep and we grow out is that we respond to the invitation to come and eat. And we respond as many times as we're invited. Now, in a local community setting like we have, it's pretty easy to know when the invitations are there. We give you a monthly calendar, and we say, this is when we gather. And so imagine that now. If you look at each Sunday, and those watching, I want you to hear this. You look at those Sundays. You look at those opportunities. If you have midweek meetings, we've got other things on our calendar as well. If you looked at each one, and this is how you looked at it, that is a personal invitation to me to be involved and engaged. And I have to believe because they're not just making stuff up because they feel like making things up, that I would like to be a part of it because I carry something of value that I know will bless them and they carry something of value that I know will bless me. And I know that I'm not meant to live my life and go at it alone. So anytime I can be together with other people, it's a thumbs up. Are we okay? Super practical. Again, look at that. The master prepares this feast. He sends out the invitations and the, the excuses start rolling in. Now, you would think with a smaller ministry, that wouldn't be as prevalent, but I got news for you. <laughs> it happens just as much, if not more, right? Because a lot of times the optics when you're a smaller ministry is, well, it's probably not going to be that exciting anyway. You know, there's probably not going to be anything there that's going to be different than what I normally would experience. Isn't that interesting? We can come to those conclusions when we're not there. But what happens if we all just showed up and brought what we carry with us? What if the change the atmosphere is waiting for you carry when you walk in the door? You'll never know if you're not here. Okay? So, uh, and I love the excuses. They're all a little different, actually. Um, but to, to help us in our terminology and our understanding, I bought a field. 
I have to go look at it. So there, I have to go check out my investments. I have to go check out my career opportunities. And so I'm going to have to opt out of the feast. The second, I, I bought some oxen. I got to make sure they're okay. Again, the, the things that we amass, the things that we allow to take our time away from opportunities to engage with community. And it can be everything from, I mean, you know what? I'm not even going to make up examples. Because I, I feel like the other issue that we have, and this is the pendulum swing, is when we hear a pastor say, you should not opt out of community lightly, that what the pastor is saying is you should never miss anything. That's not what I'm saying either. I do believe that there are times and opportunities, and I encourage it. Well, we prioritize family, right? Sometimes that's going to mean you're going to miss a Sunday. That's okay. You're going to miss a Tuesday or a, or a Friday night, whatever that means. Okay. What it means is, does it become your default setting? That's where you should start being concerned. Does it become your default setting? Eh, I think I'll, it's okay if I miss. It doesn't really matter that much. I can just join online today. It's going to be okay. Listen, online is a great alternative when you can't be here, but online you can add nothing to what we do here corporately. Did you know that? When you watch through a screen, I'm so glad you're blessed, but I don't get to be blessed. I know that sounds selfish, but that's what community is. It is the exchange. There should, every time we come together, there should be an expectation for exchange, encouragement to one another, blessing one another, praying for one another, ministering to one another. You cannot get that through a screen. It's there. I want you to take advantage of it when you need it but don't make that your default setting. So some very fundamental ways, I've already been talking about it, that we observe community. We do it through our Sunday gatherings. We have other engagements in our calendar. Uh, when we have them scheduled, we have men's and women's fellowship gatherings. So these are opportunities where we have to take some steps, sometimes very much out of our comfort zones. I know personalities play into these things as well, right? If you're an introvert, and someone gets up and says, you just need to be involved in stuff. Okay, well, being involved in stuff means I have to be involved with people. So I get it. I appreciate the anxiety of it. I can't relate to it not being an introvert, but I respect it and I acknowledge it. So I'm aware it takes a little more work for you. So in my mind, it means that, man, you're actually putting in more effort than a lot of people. And that blesses me to know that you're even doing that. The other thing that we have to make sure that we're aware of when we're answering the invitation, again, going back to Luke 14, is that while it is imperative that I come and respond to the invite, also, I want to bring others with me. I want to compel people to come. Well, why should they? Well, because I want them to be as blessed as I have been. You all have, should have a testimony, those that are here today, and we have several that aren't here. Those that are in here today, you should have testimonies of how you've been blessed in this community. And the way you compel others to come and say, man, you wouldn't believe this. This was, I've been so blessed, whether it be through prophetic ministry, just joining with you in faith, counsel, whatever it is, corporate environment. I want, come with me. I want you to receive the same blessing. And you've heard me say this before, and I say it in jest, but also I, I'm serious about it. Come on with me. I'll buy you lunch. Come on, we'll, we'll grab some lunch over on Woodruff Road, and then we'll just head on over to service. So, man, just add a little something to the pot if you need to, right? Come on, is it worth a $10 lunch to, hey, come on, I just want you to come and get blessed. 
So I want to encourage you with that. Never underestimate the power of compelling others to come and be a part of what we're doing. Um, also, on top of that, and I don't want to get into too much details, but uh, Dan, who is part of our leadership team, he's an ordained evangelist. Uh, he really has started getting this um, download in his heart and his spirit to start being intentional about evangelistic um, focus, training, equipping in 2024. And I'm, that's about as much language as I'm going to use because I want to give him the opportunity as it's developed to begin to share the details of it. But I know that is also an important component in a community growing deep and growing out is evangelism. One of the things that I am appreciative about, and it's one of the things that Dan is really starting to own, and again, I don't want to, Dan, if there's anything you need to clean up or, or you know, tweak later, you can, is that he's starting to realize the, the desperate need for evangelism within the church. Because the church needs to have the gospel, <laughs> the authentic gospel that it's supposed to communicate to the world. Right? And so that is a huge component to what authentic evangelism is all about. And so that's what we're going after. We want at its core to be authenticity. We want at its core for evangelism to represent the character and nature of God as is revealed through the person of Jesus. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention that was on my heart, uh, very much a part of our DNA, and it continues to be so. This should not come as a surprise to anyone. Anyone streaming, watching, listening, Dominion has been at its core an equipping center. An equipping center. I say that understanding that that is not everyone's cup of tea. Okay, I get that. I'm also not going to talk down to or disparage churches that are not equipping centers. Everyone has their role to play. But what I have seen, this is just my own outside observation, it is easier to grow out a work. I can't speak to the depth of certain works. It's easier to grow out a work if the focus is on being a social club, a place just to come together and have fun, right? And I love having fun, but that is not the DNA of who we are as a ministry. As a ministry, we're called to equip. And to properly equip, we make a demand on maturity. Again, not everyone's cup of tea. I get that. So um, that might be part of what lends itself to us being small. There are other factors as well. Can I just be perfectly honest with you? It doesn't help any local church since Megan and I have been pastoring for eight years that we've moved four times. That doesn't help a church grow ever. Can I just help you all for a second? And then every time we moved, our times shifted and changed. Oh, hey, there we go. People in the South don't like Sunday services that aren't 10 or 10.30 in the morning. I mean, right now, 1.30 is as close as I can get to 10.30 right now. Right? I mean, so there was a whole season. We were doing 6.30 at night. That was tough. And every time we moved and every time service times changed, we got smaller. And listen, I, 
There's no judgment, nothing but love for anyone that had to leave. Whatever, it's okay. I'm just saying that's part of the uphill battle we've been facing. So I'm thankful we're in a new space, and I'm praying that we can be in this location with some longevity so that we can get rooted. Again, the Holy Spirit is asking us, telling us as a community, grow as deeply as you're willing to this year and expect to grow outward. Grow deep, grow out. So as an equipping center, what does that mean? Our focus oftentimes goes beyond the typical narrative of local church. What Again, I'm not saying this is wrong. Every church plays their role. But many churches, the, the local church narrative is we try to figure out how to engage our local community to grow our local church and make it as big as possible. Nothing wrong with that. But when you have an equipping center with kingdom perspective, we have to start thinking, we think outside of local community. It doesn't mean we don't want or love local community. Okay, but the kingdom of God's for the world. So what does that look like? And this is something that's been a part of, of the church for many years. I mean, I remember back in the mid-90s, when dad got up, this is in Taylor's, he put a world map on the wall, okay? And he said, at that time, we were called Greenville Community Church. He said, Greenville Community Church is a local church with a global vision. Right? That's exciting, something to celebrate, right? It caused a church split. See, what I'm trying to tell you is recognize the different roles churches play. Why did it cause a church split? He literally had people say, I'm believing God to pay my own bills. How can I have a vision for the world? So actually what it did, it, ident it identified something in them they needed to address. And because they didn't want to address it, they hit the door, right? And so that didn't stop us. I remember boxes of shortwave radios and clothes and all kind of things that dad began to send to Africa. It would send all over the world. And we started making these connections that continue to connect today. People are amazed when they look at the metrics of who we are as a ministry that we have global reach. It doesn't make sense. I'm amazed... I will minister in churches that have a 1,000 people and don't have global missionary budget. They don't have anything set aside to bless the nations. That, that confuses me. Because I would rather go without personally and impact the nations. And I do, and I have. And that's not, not tooting my own horn. It's, a, it's an honor. It's a privilege. But we... We support a family in North Vietnam. We support ministry in Nicaragua. We support ministries around the world. We answer the call to the world. And if we stopped and said, well, we're just too small to do it, guess what? We wouldn't do it. <laughs> we wouldn't. So we don't. Listen, we may be small, but we don't think small. Can I get any help in here? Maybe the reason dominion won't die is because we just think too big. <laughs> uh, what are some of the ways that we equip outside of our gatherings and things like that? And we have, you know, I'm praying into opportunity for 2024 to do Friday night training, to do some prophetic weekends again because the demand remains. Well, one of those things is Present Truth Academy. 
That is one of the ways that we have become a force for equipping others in the last four years. While we were shifting physical locations and service times, the Lord gave us a, a avenue to continue to equip. And we've been able to equip people all over the world in the last four years with the academy. We have a scholarship fund. We give scholarships to pastors all around the world. How can I measure those metrics? I have no idea. There's no way of doing it. How can I measure the metrics of a pastor in, in Kenya taking a study track on Trinity and teaching it to his local church? Or a pastor in Oklahoma taking the Gospels and it so completely changes his world that now the trajectory of his church is in a whole different place. How do you measure those metrics? Because pastors in Oklahoma and Kenya don't put people in the seats here in Greenville, South Carolina. Do you understand what I'm saying? In the kingdom of God, we do things that are far beyond the way we can measure success in a moment. And it's our privilege to do so. Now, it makes it easier when the community is strong and big. You know, it's easier if you can stand up and say, hey, guys, we need $10,000 for this. Can we raise that today? There are churches, that's their reality. Actually, there are churches, that, that's a small part of their reality. It's much even bigger than that. I know churches, they'll have offerings that are hundred grand in a Sunday. That's, that's amazing. That's wonderful. Right? I'm like, Lord, test me. I'd love to try that out. I'd love to say President Truth Academy wants to bless 1,000 pastors in 2024. This is what we need for scholarships. And we don't charge retail. Come on. It's basically just for us to get it all put together and get all the information sent to them and then track with them for 10 weeks. And we're continuing. This year is year five President Truth Academy. And, and year four was our best ever. So we're growing. Something else that has been amazing to me and I will say rather sheepishly, but it's just the truth. Uh, the Lord is using the network and growing the network. And why do I say sheepishly? Because it is not something that I have promoted in any way. Yet it's grown in 2023. Two ministries were added to our network in 2023. True Love Evangelism Ministries in Washington State Pastors Nathan and Haley Harrington. And then we're sending out the ordination paperwork this week for Pastors David and Karen Fike, who are in Idaho. <laughs> and I'm going to be going in March to Idaho to lay hands on them and ordain them. Lord, what are you up to? And you know, two of the things that join their hearts to what we carry as a ministry, the God who looks like Jesus. That's something. So the Lord is breathing fresh life on our ability to equip, and he's asking us, are you still willing to see it by faith, even if you cannot see traction on the ground necessarily in the natural, in the, at the local level? Okay, Lord, you're going to have to help us. And he is helping us. I don't know if you had that sense, but I have a sense of the wind of the Spirit at our back pushing us forward.
But what it's going to take is going to take a unified effort for all of us to see, believe, and walk by faith. Not measuring the moment, but looking at the opportunity. Measuring the moment, what do I mean by that? I mean, okay, the Lord's saying to do this, but uh, we obviously don't have the means. The Lord's saying to do that and expect that. Lord, have you seen how, how big we are? Isn't it funny when we ask God questions like that as if he doesn't see and doesn't know? As if it's going to change his mind? You know what? I want you, to, I want you just to believe that you're going you're to be in three nations this year. Lord, have you seen my bank account? Uh, of course I've seen your bank account. Can you see what I see? I see opportunity. So then finally, I'll just mention here um, that I see there's going to be a continued demand. And the reason I'm, the way I have it written here is not the way I want to share it. It's the only way I knew how to type it out, was that there was going to be a continued connection between the old and the new. And, and, and I, I just don't like that verbiage because it's not, it's not old like old covenant and new like new covenant. I believe that dominion is going to serve uniquely as a community that continues to honor what has come before us and presses into what is delivered to us. I, I, I want to be a ministry that's full of young families and full of seasoned, mature saints. And none of them feel like they, they have no place. The treasures of the kingdom of God are made up of things both old and new. Again, I don't like that word old, seasoned, mature, the best, vintage, the best, whatever you need it to be, the mature wine. Those that have walked and paid a price, and I will not ignore it because of what is currently happening. I want to draw from it. Mom, I want to continue to draw from your well, your well of anointing, your well of the prophetic, your, your well of strength. I know at times it's hard to find when we're going through hardship. Miss Joanne, I, I want to draw on your wealth of experience. You know, every time I look at you, I remind myself, this woman's been a pastor before I was ever a pastor. This woman has carried people. You carry so much weight. And why in the world would I be like, Lord, I, I need what's next. Now, I want, to, I want to make sure that I'm receiving from what I have right here, right now. And I could go on and on. There, I mean, there's so much depth. There's so many gifts represented just here. And I'm like, Lord, give me the grace to see what is here in this place, in this moment. And not always wanting something new. Come on, you guys know what I'm talking about. Am I making sense? Lord, give me what's shiny. And he's like, yeah, but what about the substance you have right now? Because sometimes the shiny can be pretty deceptive. You ever notice that? <laughs> You can rub on it just a little bit and the shine wears off. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I'm in trouble. Look what I've got. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to encourage you with that. That's what I have to share for today. I just want to encourage you as we go into 2024, this is our ninth year of pastoring. We're going to be celebrating our 39th year as a ministry. 
what are we going to see? What do we want to see for, for this year? What do we want to see for year 39? I just keep going back to, and maybe we need to make a graphic for it and have it up in front of us as much as possible. Grow as deeply as you're willing to grow and expect to grow out. If there's a word of the Lord for us for 2024, that's the anchor of it. And then everything else works from there. Amen? Amen. Well, Lord, we just thank you for this word today. Lord, I thank you that I've spoken as plainly as I know how. And Lord, we know that, you know, that admonition Habakkuk, if you're going to do it, make it plain. Let, let people see it so that they can run with it. Lord, I pray that I've made it as plain as possible, that I didn't just use enticing words, but words that I've been convicted of these last couple of weeks as you've had ample opportunity, really a captive audience, to speak to me on these things. And Lord, Lord now... It's our response as a community. How are we going to respond? Are we willing to see as we worship today, do we believe you're more than able? Do we believe that we can trust you? I trust in God, the one who never fails. Lord, we take you at your word as literally we're in motion with one foot already extending towards a new year leaving behind the year that's come before us with all of its lessons, with its, with its joys, with its victories, with its disappointments, with its tension, leaving it all behind in your capable hands. We will not camp there. We will not live in the past. We refuse that. And Lord, we embrace the now. We embrace the present, the powerful present where you are God and we are yours. Lord, I thank you for dominion. I thank you, Lord, for our legacy, but Lord, I also thank you for our potential. And Lord, I would say that we are not done until you are. We are not done until you are. Lord, I'm thankful for every church in this locale, all serving together, all serving their purposes. Lord, let them continue to be successful. Lord, I thank you as we take your your word to grow deep, we also have an expectation to grow out. Lord, let those that have felt connection to us as a ministry respond to that connection and commit. This is that time. There there is no waiting another year to see if we're going to figure this out. This is that year. I really feel that the seriousness in my spirit a year to commit, and a year to press forward like we never have before. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. I call these people blessed, everyone watching us, listening, joining us. Lord, I call them blessed, Lord, a blessed new year. Happy new year to you, each one. Lord, I thank you for these things now. decree them by faith in and through the strong and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Have an amazing week. Thank you for joining us on Facebook, YouTube, or the podcast experience. Again, come and see us at one of our corporate gatherings. Come and grow with us. There's room for you here at Dominion. God bless you. We'll see you next time.